welcome to prayer. If you would stand to your feet this morning, we're going to worship first.
raise your hands up just for a second we praise you this morning Jesus Lord your name be glorified your name be glorified high above Lord we gather together once again today in your name this is for you Jesus to spend time with you to be with you and we ask, Lord, that you are with us. And we know you are. You're, you're not a distant God. You're not a far-off God. You are right here with us. And we believe that your presence is manifest with us this morning. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you can grab a seat. Saturday morning, my goodness, during the 21 days of prayer, it's good to see you. Y'all the dedicated bunch here on a Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Now, I woke up at 4.30 this morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep, so I feel like I've been up half the day already. So if you just woke up, make sure you kind of stretch around a little bit, uh, and maybe today's the good day to practice your prayer walk so you don't fall asleep while you're sitting there, right? But it's good to have you. Today, day seven, and I means we're one-third of the way through our 21 days of prayer. And by the way, we're not doing 21 days of prayer because it's just a nice thing to do. But we believe this is the strategic time for our churches. How many of you believe that God is responding to our prayers? Amen. That's what we believe. Uh, a theme that I think you've been hearing a lot during this 21 days of prayer. Again, this is a powerful time for our churches. But it is our hope, it's our desire that this helps you develop a healthy rhythm of prayer in your life. Uh, you know, I think we need to think of prayer in such a way that God gave us prayer. You know that? And, and it's not a legalistic uh, check mark of something to do every day to feel, feel spiritual, or, or maybe if I pray so many minutes, it'll make God happy. But it is something that God has given us. And for all the things that prayer is and all the things that prayer does, the most basic thing is he gives it to us for relationship. See, in prayer, we have connection, we have communication, we have presence. It invokes the presence of God. You know why? Because Jesus is intensely personal. Again, he's not a, he's not a far off God. We, when we pray, we don't, we don't pray and, and hope our prayers get to him, that it bounces around the cosmos and hopefully gets to him. But we believe God is intensely personal to us, that he's right here with us and he hears our prayers. 
See, in Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus makes a statement. He says, when you pray, then he goes on to teach us how to pray. And, and teaching us how to pray, he starts off with our Father. And you, you can stop right there and talk a lot about that. Our Father means personal, direct relationship. We're not praying to an unknown God. We're not praying to a God that we hope hears us, but he is personally connected to us as our Father. And you see prayer like that. I love uh, with Moses in the Old Testament, his relationship with God. And the first time he experiences God, remember the burning bush and the bush calls out to him. He goes over to see this strange sight. And right when he gets over to this burning bush, God says, hey, hold on a second. Stop where you are. Take your sandals off because where you are, it is holy. See, we, we serve and, and commune with a God that is so incredible that he can make the dirt of the earth holy. But at the same time, later we know that the Bible says that God would meet to Moses face to face as a friend would meet with a friend. Again, intensely personal. That, that we bring those things together. We have a personal relationship that we can commune with. But at the same time, this is the incredible, awesome, wonderful God of the universe that can make the dirt holy. Isn't that wonderful? It's often, uh, and I heard uh, a woman named Ann Dillard write something like this. She says, do we really understand the power that we invoke when we pray? I've heard it said that I believe in prayer. Well, I'm going to, I know it's the semantics. How about this? I pray because I believe in God. I believe prayer is powerful because I believe in a powerful God. And the thing about that is that developing a healthy life of prayer is so important. This is something I find myself saying so much to people over the last couple of years. Learn how to slow down. I know you're busy. I'm busy too. But we must learn how to slow down and use what God has given us to be with him and commune with him and take time with him. So when Jesus says something like in teaching us how to pray, go into a room, close the door, and when the Father sees what you do in secret, he'll reward you. That is taking time. In other words, purposeful, consistent, healthy rhythm of prayer in your life. And that looks different for everybody, by the way. It's different for everybody. What works for me may not work for you, but we must learn how to slow down and be with him. You know, uh, a couple weeks ago, it was a weeknight at the end of the day. I was sitting there, and, and I thought in my mind, I wonder how much time I spent on my phone today. And, and before I looked at my screen time, I guessed in my mind how much time I spent. And I went and looked at my screen time. It was almost exactly double what I guessed in my mind. We take time for what we want to take time for. We take time for what we desire. When I was growing up, um, in the summertime, every, every year as a kid growing up, I spent a few days with my grandma and grandpa Blout. That's my mom's mom and dad. Spent some time at their house during the week. And 
My grandparents were farmers. Now at the time I spent time with them, they were not farmers at the time, but, but before I was born, they were dairy farmers. And they were actually one of the farms in the Hershey area that supplied milk to the chocolate factory. It's a kind of a cool story. But as I am now, as a kid, I was always an early riser, getting up before the crack of dawn. And almost every day when I would get up at my grandparents' house, their house was in such a way the bedrooms were down the hall. If you looked down the hall, you could see the living room. And I would take a couple steps out and look, and every morning, there they were, kneeling in front of a couch, praying together. I don't believe that they developed this habit after they weren't farming anymore. Now, I don't know if you know much about farmers. There's something to do at all times of the day. Before the sun's up, when's the sun up in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, when the sun's going down, there's always something to do on a farm. But yet this quaint couple that believed in God would take time every day because they desired it. Just to pray, to invoke the presence of God, to develop relationship with Him, to cast their cares upon Him, to live in such a way that when they cast their cares upon Him, then He could take those cares and then give you the peace that passes all understanding. God has given us prayer. It is healthy for you as your entire being to have a rhythm of prayer in your life. But you've got to slow down to do it. So you guys, a lot of you have been here a lot during these 21 days of prayer through seven days. We've got a couple more weeks. You're taking time. You're slowing down. You're consecrating to him. When this 21 days is over, don't stop. It doesn't have to be an hour a day. It doesn't have to be six to seven every night or eight to nine on Saturday morning. Whatever works for you, don't stop praying. You know, we often say this term, it's a, it's a Christian thing we throw out so much. I need God. We also, how many of y'all know you need God? Then what do you do every day that shows you need him? If you really need him, what are you doing each day that shows you need him. We're gonna sing another song here as we enter into our personal time of prayer. And don't forget, if you haven't been here, all these prayer cards down here, grab them, pray for them. There's some tools down here, a pray first booklet. There's also a, a sheet of paper about leadership and praying for leaders, a harvest card for names of people that you wanna pray for this year to see them come to know Jesus. Use the stuff down here, but as we head into our personal time of prayer after this time of worship, let's invoke the power of God in our time together, amen?
Spirit was moving over the water. Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on it. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on it. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. So calm down, spirit, where you move, you make my heart.
before we enter our time of, of corporate prayer, let's just, let's just take a couple moments and wait before him, okay? Jesus. Oh, Jesus, to learn your presence. Spirit, to learn your voice. To learn to be led by you. want to be people of presence. People who don't just claim that you're our Father, but people who live in that relationship. A life with you. Lord, we thank you that you're ever, ever seeking to be with us, breaking into our world. We thank you. Lord, I pray for our churches. Lord, that we have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is doing and what the Spirit is saying. Lord, I pray for the pastoral staff of our churches. Lord, I pray for the staff of our churches, dream team leaders, small group leaders, Lord, a double portion of wisdom. The book of Proverbs says that you give wisdom and from your mouth comes knowledge and understanding. We pray for a double portion of wisdom. 
Lord, we pray for our congregations, Lord. We pray that when we are gathered together, that your spirit moves here like the wind blows, as it says in John chapter 3. That your spirit has its way whenever we gather together. Lord, that our congregations were houses of salvation because the gospel is proclaimed and people respond. Lord, they're gatherings of long-term discipleship that were built up in you, growing in you, rooted in you, strong in you, not moved by the winds and the seasons of life. Lord, that we're houses of freedom where people are being set free from the binding and the working of sin. That they're walking in abundance of life, true life, life as you intend it to be. And Lord, because of that, we're houses of celebration. Celebration of the freedom of life found in you. We thank you for that. We thank you for joy in the house because of the work of God among us. We pray for those that are bound with addictions, that you are the God that breaks them. We pray for those that are seeking direction in their life, that you give them a clear mandate, a clear word, for you are the God who gives life to us. We pray for those that are struggling with the anxiety and worry and depression. We pray that you're the God of Psalm 23, the shepherd who leads us to green pastures and quiet waters, the restoration of our souls. We pray for those that are in the midst of struggling and broken relationships, that you are the one that brings reconciliation, for you are that kind of God. We pray for those that are struggling with unforgiveness towards another. We pray that the forgiveness you have given us bursts in us a forgiveness for others that we didn't think was possible. We pray for those that are facing mountains and things in their way. They seem to be no way, but you are the way maker. Make a way for them, Lord Jesus. Lord, we bind the workings of the enemy where he will deceive, pull back into sin, where he will bring confusion, where he will try to separate the flock. We bind that in the name of Jesus. Has no business in our congregations, no business there. We stand firm for one another. We stand in the gap for those that feel like they can't stand themselves. We pick them up, we bear their burdens. praise you, Jesus, in that, that your name is glorified among us. Lord, we pray that we're a light in our communities. Wherever we go, our light is shining bright, not a candle in our heart, but a fire that is burning, a witness to you. Wherever we go, 
that the gospel would be proclaimed through each and every one of us by what we say and what we do. For your glory, for your name, we live for you. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Jesus' name. You know, I, I was thinking of, of closing out. We got just over a minute. Today is the seventh day of 21 days of prayer. It's technically the Sabbath of our 21 days. The Sabbath in Scripture is a decoration of blessing and rest. So what I'd like to do as you head out, we got one minute, and make sure you grab somebody. And I want you to declare over them this morning a blessing and rest for their soul. Okay, let's do that as we head out today. Well, thank you for coming this morning. It's wonderful to be with you. I'll be back for church tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And by the way, every time you come to church, invite somebody to come along with you. Amen. All right, declare that blessing. We'll see you tomorrow morning.